you're having a seat and get settled. Our children are going to be dismissed to Children's Church at this time. So anybody who wants to go back to Children's Church, enjoy. Maybe you could just sit there for a moment and think about that song, Come Thou Fount, Come Thou King, and make that a, a fresh prayer for yourself this morning. We're all set, aren't we? Listen, a uh, few months back, we were having church here, and uh, Miss Janet Black came in, and uh, Janet has been the children's minister over at the, the Friends Church 20 years, and uh, she came in um, this summer, and she had a sabbatical, and she spent some time worshiping with us at our church, and then uh, she reached out to me um, every Thursday uh, at the French church, a gaggle of fifth graders will make their way. They ride their bikes, they run, parents drop them off, um, and they make their way to the, uh, the gym over there at French church uh, for an hour and a half of what is called tweens. And, um, and I think it's such a perfect thing for these kids now that I've seen it in action. I didn't really know what it was. I just knew that, like, for years I've heard about tweens at French Church and that kids just love it. Um, in fact, they go on to sixth grade and seventh grade and they go, you need to have tweens for sixth grade and seventh grade too. Um, but, uh, but they've been doing this for a long time. And what they do is basically kids run wild. Um, they have a bunch of sports balls that fly around. I got pegged right in the face with a football on Thursday. I was sitting there, and it just came out of the air and pegged me and cut my lip. I've been, I've been oh, oh, complaining about it all weekend, so, um, so this is not the first time. Uh, but, but there's a bunch of sports balls flying around. Kids are running around having a good time. Uh, they feed them snacks, and then, uh, and then we calm them down for about 10 minutes because that's all we're going to get out of them and uh, get to give them a, um, a Bible lesson, a story about Jesus. And then we play a big game, and that's it. Uh, and you would think that we invented gold over there, that they invented gold because the kids, that is the formula, and the kids love it. It's awesome. Um, well, Janet invited me to participate as a volunteer with tweens, and, uh, and so I've been able to do that. Uh, shortly after I was, uh, started volunteering with tweens, uh, Janet said, well, I got him here. So now I'm going to give him my next ask, because uh, I understand this is just how Janet operates. Um, but uh, then she told me about this unique ministry uh, that uh, she and others participate in. And it's a ministry uh, which involves, uh, it's a shower ministry for the homeless here in Houston. And, um, and, and so she had told me about it a few months ago. I thought about it, prayed about it, thought, how could we introduce this to our church and just see if there's anybody who would want to participate with the teams that are already going or the possibility of creating a, a new team that could go out another day. And uh, given that it's our mission's emphasis month, it sounded like this would be the perfect time, not for me to tell y'all about the shower ministry, but to invite Janet and, uh, and her friend Joel, uh, who can come and tell us about the shower ministry 
that they have. So uh, would y'all welcome uh, Janet Black and Joel Mueller. So which one of you is Janet and which one of you is Joel? <laughs> Intertwined. Intertwined. So this is Janet. Uh, Janet, welcome. Thank you for being with us. And Thank you. Yes, ma'am. And then this is Joel Mueller. I didn't introduce y'all to Joel. I've already introduced y'all a little bit to Janet. So Joel, how about you uh, let us know a little bit about yourself and then about uh, how you've, uh, and about kind of introduce the shower ministry. Sure. My name is Joel Muller and this is my wife Stacy over here. And uh, we've lived in Friendswood for a long time. And uh, my kids are grown. Uh, some are out of college, one's in college. And they even went to tweens back in the day. <laughs> so Janet's been doing a good job for a long time. Um, the shower trailer ministry is, it's not my dream. It's really the dream of a, of a man here in Friendswood named Chad Harris. And uh, he could not be here this morning, but part of his family is here this morning. So um, I wish he was here to, to talk about it. I'll get some of the, the details wrong and some of his vision wrong a little bit. But uh, his, his dream for the shower trailer was uh, he was simply kind of looking the internet one day, just kind of scrolling through it and came across a, a shower trailer, not a ministry, but a, a group in San Francisco. And uh, that piqued his interest and he did some research on those folks. And um, that kind of sparked his, his dream of this, of this shower trailer. Uh, but more as a ministry component. So um, I don't really know the, the timeline on that, but at some point uh, the dream grew. And before we knew it, we had a shower trailer delivered to Friendswood. <laughs> and uh, the shower trailer, uh, it's a three-stall unit, uh, three separate compartments with a, a shower, a restroom, a sink, um, separate rooms. Um, so shower shows up. We don't know where we're going to put it how we're going to use it, but we had one. So we knew that this ministry was going to get, was going to get moving. Uh, we found a, a, a group downtown that we thought, Hey, these guys will be perfect. They partnered with, with us on some other homeless stuff. And we went to their church downtown and they said, Hey, that's a great idea. We'd love to, to work with you guys. You can put it right here, but man, can you look at our church and maybe do some renovations on our church? Uh, okay, well, let's, let's look at that. <laughs> so we looked at some renovations, uh, potential renovation that they wanted. And then uh, we had to do a very formal proposal to the, uh, the elder board. And uh, they said, hey, maybe could you come to my house and build me a patio? <laughs> and we thought, well, I don't know if we're going to do that. So that, that location was out the window. And uh, a friend of mine said, hey, you ought to call uh, my friends over at Lord of the Streets uh -huh. and uh, see if they might let you participate over there. Didn't know anything about Lord of the Streets. So we called over there, did a little research, and um, called Lord of the Streets. It uh, turns out they are not a homeless shelter, but they are a facility that provides homeless services. Okay. And um, they serve about 400 people a day, and they serve the acutely homeless. They are the drug addicts, the alcoholics, the mentally ill. Um, they are the lepers of our day. Mm. They are the unclean. Mm. And um, we thought, hey, this, this would be the place to, to maybe offer the service. And uh, so we called over there, and guy named Will answered the phone. I said, hey, Will, my name's Joel. Uh, we have a common friend. He told me to call you. We have a shower trailer. Can we? Yes, was his response. <laughs> I didn't get the whole thing out. He goes, well, hold on. You don't know what I'm saying. He goes, it doesn't matter. Yes. The answer is yes. You can do your shower trailer here. So he said, hey, uh, I need you guys to start tomorrow. <laughs> and we thought, okay. So we didn't have any real plan or anything, but we knew we had to go the next day. 
And uh, this was during the, the kind of the, the teeth of COVID during the lockdowns. Mm. And uh, we knew, hey, we're going tomorrow, but we know we probably need to clean this between people using them. And uh, so I got on the internet to see how do you clean shower trailers. And I came across uh, two different shower trailer groups, uh, one in uh, San Francisco again and one in Florida. Neither one were open. So I was like, man, what am I going to do to clean this thing? It probably didn't really matter, but maybe we got to pretend to clean this in, in between uses. <laughs> so we found a, a, a guy doing something similar in Austin. And uh, this was about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I called him, and I explained to him what we were doing. He was very interested. He told me what to do, how to clean this thing. And I uh, said, hey, man, good luck with that. He hung up the phone. And uh, about five minutes later, he calls back and said, hey, man, um, can I come in tomorrow and help you all? So a guy we never met shows up the next morning at 8 o'clock, drove from Austin with one of his, with one of his foremen and uh, brought us the equipment that we needed, uh, kind of gave us their protocol. He probably saved us about six months. And um, he left. We never heard from him again. Wow. But it was, a, it was an answered prayer. It was a visiting angel maybe. Yeah. And uh, it kind of went from there. That's awesome. Well, that sounds really, I don't know, I just love the idea that you talked about them being the lepers of our day. And I think of over there in, uh, I know for sure, Mark's gospel, that it said that Jesus touched the leper. That's something that uh, everybody would have thought it made him unclean. Yeah. And, uh, and, of course, it doesn't make Jesus unclean. But it won't make us unclean either, will it? Well, that's, that's the beauty of, of the shower trailer. Like I was telling you earlier, it's an opportunity to, to treat these people, and they are the least of these. Uh, we've had some miracles down there, but these are, these are it's a rough group. And to treat them with dignity and compassion and treat them like they have worth for half a day, twice a week. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Janet that's is awesome. great at that. She is a notorious hugger, and uh, she is loved by those folks down there. That's awesome. Janet, we have the kind of the vision, how this came together. What does it look like practically for y'all? Like, say, y'all go out every Tuesday, right? Y'all take the trailer out Tuesday. What's involved with the, you know, he talked about the cleaning. Let's think about some of the preparation leading up to taking it out, and then what does it look like the day of? Well, it turned out to be a lot more involved than we thought. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, In April of 21, Chad called me and said, hey, Janet, I got something to talk to you about. So we talked for a good hour because Chad and I can talk. (laughs) And uh, I said, I'll tell you what, let me talk to people and let me see, and I'll see if I can let you know something. Well, we kept on in July, in July of 21, we did our first uh, Tuesday morning shower trailer. Okay, wow. And I had to tell people some of the rules. You have to show up. <laughs> We've shown up all but once in a year and a half mm-hmm. since tw- July of 21. You have to show up because these people are dependent on you. Yeah. And they get up early and they may walk three miles. They may walk from downtown. This is out between the, uh, on Fannin between where the zoo is and the museums in downtown. So the elevated, so right in there. So if they don't sleep under something in that area, they have to walk to it. So, um, you know, Chad said you've got to have underwear and a t-shirt and socks. Well, that's because on Wednesday and Thursday, when Chad and Joel went, Lord of the Streets hands out clothes on Wednesday and Thursday only. Well, I couldn't do Wednesday. That's our staff meeting. That we have things at church, and then Thursday was tweens, and it just 
I said, we have to do a different day. Chad goes, well, okay, but then, you know, they're not going to have clothes. You're just going to have those undergarments. So, well, okay, we'll get them clothes. So, uh, it's been a long process, but on Mondays from 2 to 4, I have anywhere from 8 to 15 people that show up, and any clothes that have been donated during the week, I know one of my neighbors uh, is at your church, and I, twice in the last year and a half, I've sent out notes, go through your closets, clean out your clothes, here's what we need, and uh, put it on Facebook, and we get random sacks, we just have people put them on the bench in front of our gym, and we go through the sacks, and then... Um, the uh, shepherd's nook, we found out, because I went over there one day to buy men's pants. I thought, man, I got, these guys, they, the underwear is not going to work when their pants are filthy. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went over to buy them, and I bought 20 pair. And, of course, they're much more discounted than even Walmart or whatever. And the guy goes, what do you do with all those? I said, well, we have the shower ministry. and none of the, He said, give them to her free. Wow, so then I got a call from them. I didn't know, but they were donating clothes that they have more than they can manage some weeks, and they send it to Lord of the Streets. So they were like, well, we'll give it to you to go through first if you will take it downtown for us. Mm. So every Monday, one of the ladies drives by uh, Hope Hope Lutheran, uh, what's it called? Shepherd's Nook, sorry, the Blue House, (laughs) and picks up. Anywhere from one to six or seven bags, of, and they know what we need the most. And we go through those things. We fold them. We label small, medium, large, extra large. We put the men's pants size on them, put them in tubs, and put them in this Lincoln Navigator that pulls the trailer for us. They have a truck that pulls for them. So uh, we get that done, and by four, one of us drives out where uh, Chad's office is, which is out by the used to be Cloverfield, now mm-hmm. it's regional, Pearland Regional Airport, and we pick up the trailer, hook it to the Lincoln, and bring it back to church and park it, and at 6.30 Tuesday morning, whoever I can get to go, <laughs> we go down and do the shower ministry and give out shirts and belts and shoes and whatever shows up that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, A couple of weeks ago, a guy goes, when, when will y'all, well, y'all don't have work boots, when will y'all have work boots? I went... When they, oh, when it just laughed. Yeah. Whenever someone gives some. And sure enough, this week I had some work boots. And the guy goes, oh, you have work boots. And yeah. they just happened to fit him. So there's a lot of God things that happen yeah. down there. That's awesome. That's great. So it, does, it sounds like there's there's some involvement, a, a little bit extra involvement on y'all's end because of the day because that y'all. Because of we go when they're not giving go. out clothes. Yeah. And so, um, and so both of y'all can kind of share with this, but like the day of you leave at six thirty, you go set up. What does it look like when you're down there? Like, you know, um, you're opening up people lining up. Um, they, they already kind of know the routine a little bit, um, at this point. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, do you give them time showers? Do you, uh, you know, how does this all work out practically like the logistics of it? Well, we have a custom concept to where no matter what you do, it's right. <laughs> so for, for our little group, we go, we get there about 6.30, 6.45, we get set up, and we have our local guys that are just there waiting to see us on, on our week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we usually provide T-shirt, socks, and underwear. Uh, we used to get those from a, a, a giant big box retailer who recently stopped providing those to us. Mm. Um, but so we go, we get set up with those things. Uh, we pass out 
shower tickets okay. we do 35 or 40 or exactly one more shower than Janet does the day before. <laughs> um, I finally figured that out. Each How many did you do today, Janet? 41. Oh, well, we did 42. <laughs> so. And next week we did 38. Oh, we did 30, 39. <laughs> I'm a little slow. With That's you. right. So we, we, we do shower tickets. Uh, we don't really give them a, a, a time frame. They take about 10 minutes usually in there. And uh, some won't come out. Some take an hour. Some take five minutes. Some we have to call the police over to come mm -hmm. get us. But there's there, there's uh, two police officers there who are there for security. Um, we rarely need them, but sometimes we do. Um, Janet's group does a little bit different. Tell us how y'all do it. Well, we give out numbers, too. And we have um, this uh, God thing that's from Britain who's been here three years. His name's Jack. And Jack brings his British flag sometime, and he kind of entertains them. But he gives out numbers. And if they don't behave, he goes, well, I can't give you a number if you're going to talk to me like that in his very British accent. So they love Jack, and he wears a black hat. So people come up, why are y'all in line? Well, we're going to get a shower. Oh. And they go, get a number from the guy in the black hat. Mm -hmm. So we, we do numbers. We do try to do 10 minutes. We tell them you have 10 minutes, 10 minutes. And we write the time that they went in on a piece of, uh, on their ticket, we make the bigger tickets and write their time. And when it's been 10 minutes, we start knocking on the window. Your time's up, your time's up, your time's up. So, but once we had to, we almost brought a lady back to Friendswood. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we got the two, you know, I cleaned one of the stalls. Before we leave, we clean them and put the shower curtain up. And we cleaned the other stall and we just, I thought he had cleaned the middle one. He thought I had. So we start putting up the sides. The, the stairs have to be hooked on the side and that blocks the door. And so we're all hooked up. And I said, well, let me check. And we're getting off the ramp. We drive off the ramp. And I've got the ramp. And the door opens. It'll only open this far. And this lady goes, hey. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. Why are you still there? We had turned off the water. We turned off electricity and the air conditioning. It was in the summer, a hot time. And yeah. I said, you almost went to Friendswood. She said, well, I've never been to Friendswood. <laughs> Now we double check the stalls too. But um, so they they come in, they get their number, and they're lined up. And they get their number and, and line up, and then there's a gate, and we say number one, two, and three. And while the guys are setting up the trailer, and sometimes there's guys in here too. You know, I'll let the guys mostly set up the trailer. And uh, there'll be two or three of us in there, and we put all the toiletries, books, Bibles, men's pants, men's shirts, lady stuff and accessories and right now coats and blankets and, and gloves and um, they come in and they grab a bag sometimes we have some nice bags sometimes we have suitcases and backpacks and sometimes all we have a Kroger bag they grab a bag go through and the you know the Lord of the Streets goes you let them go through and pick out their own <laughs> you don't I mean I, like he said we, we want to treat them like our equals, we want to treat them that we care about them and love them. And yeah, we let them go through and, and look at what color. I'll say, I'll hold one up. You like this shirt? I don't like blue. Okay, well, there's a red one. You know, <laughs> yeah. We let them pick out their own clothes, and and then um, when they come around, the last thing gets a pair of socks and a bottle of water. And in the winter, we're not bringing our ice chest. We don't need to. But yeah. in the summer, we'll have an ice chest so it's cold water because yeah. it's so hot. 
So um, then they get in a line where the crepe myrtle tree used to be. Somebody came around the corner drunk, hit the building, hit the crepe myrtle tree, and ran over one of our friends named Robert. Oh, wow. Have you seen Robert? You don't know Robert. He must be a regular Tuesday show. Mm. But they ran over him. I go, why are you in a wheelchair? Well, you see that crepe myrtle that's missing? Mm. I was on the other side of it. But then they get in line there with their number because now they have their clothes in a bag. And then they go in, have their shower, and then we have a, a basket. They put their wet towels and their washcloth in because we have two ladies who volunteer that wash all the things that end up in that basket. And we ask them, if you have dirty clothes, put them in the basket, and we can wash them hot water and bring them back. Yeah. So we, we get um, more than we want sometimes in those baskets, and sometimes they throw away good stuff. Mm -hmm. So I have at least one lady, Carter. Carter goes through the trash to yeah. see if they threw away good clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's hard to get. And so, um, you know, we get complaints at the men's pants at about 10 o'clock. They'll go, well, you don't have any 34s or 32s. I said, you should have been here at 7. <laughs> at 7, I had 32s and 34s. That's but, one thing that I love about you, Janet, is I would I would never be like, well, you should have been here at 7. I would be like, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. It's like, yeah, I just I love you. I to come back next week at 7. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so good. It's so funny. It's like we need somebody with a backbone to actually do this ministry is what I'm trying to drive at a little bit there. Um, so you know, I think it's a beautiful thing that y'all are doing. And I think it's really cool that it's just kind of like, hey, you know, one thing that I want to point out here is, all right, I know Chad has been in full-time vocational ministry before, uh, but that's not what he's doing now, right? This is a, this is a, uh, a man who owns, he's a, he has several businesses, but uh, Generosity, uh, if you've ever seen Generosity Plumbing or Generosity uh, Foundation Repair, um, uh, years ago, he, he was, uh, he sent out some of his workers to do some work at my mom's house, um, uh, over there on Edgewood. But this is a man who at this point in his life is running a, running business or businesses, uh, has his family and, uh, just loves the Lord and said, Hey, there's, there's a, there's a burden that I have, uh, his pastor didn't say, hey, this is the burden that you need to have. You know, it wasn't, hey, I have all this extra available time on my hands and I just need to fill it, right? This is somebody who's living the rigors of life and, uh, and, and got this call. And uh, I think that that's a beautiful thing to kind of point out here, um, just so that we all know that story, that this, this call, like we were just talking about earlier, come follow me, come, come join in the work that I'm doing. Is, is what he received, essentially. Um, and, and then something that I think is really cool, too, is uh, it brings in people from different places of worship, right? So Janet is at uh, a French Church. Um, Joel is at Sagemont. Um, uh, where are the, are the Harris's at Sagemont? Or are they? Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, so uh, I didn't know. I know that uh, you know y'all been in friends for a long time. Been on on staff at various places as well, and so um, so yeah. So we have people coming from different churches to partner together. I always love that. Uh, one of the things my desire is that the church starts breaking down walls instead of erecting new walls um, for reasons why we can't worship, fellowship, and serve together. Um, and so that's beautiful. Um, 
let me ask you this. She said that she has like eight to 15 people that are participating in this endeavor. How many people do you have participating with y'all's group? We have three or four that come with us and uh, we all work together, most of us, uh, for Chad. And uh, we go in the morning and uh, we get there, like I said, about seven o'clock and we pack up and we're out of there by 11. And then we go have lunch and then go to work and um, go, go about our day just like any other normal day. Yeah. And we take phone calls while we're there and just do what we need to do. But it's just a great opportunity to, to serve during the week. Yeah. And um, so, so this can be done with oh, absolutely. a handful of people. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three, I would say three. I mean, we've done it with, you know, I've done it by myself. That's not ideal. Yeah. Uh, two people's certainly not great, but two or three. Yeah. Three or four. Okay. Awesome. And Mandy and the girls have gone and helped when the girls are out of school and on awesome. vacation or whatever. Yeah. Right before Thanksgiving and Christmas, we uh, we go down there and cook pancakes and uh, make them yes. uh, pancake breakfast. We fed 400 people last time, and uh, these are chief pancake flippers over there. Nice. Oh, that's that's wrist setup. action, right? That's a setup. That we got to watch because we're doing our thing. And they're serving pancakes behind us. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they got these big old griddles and they're all just, you know, pouring and flipping and <laughs> serving. And That's awesome. That's they, cool. they feed 400 people there every, yeah. every Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. So right now the trailer goes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, you know, is there a vision for this to grow beyond that? Um, would y'all say, hey, we want people to participate with us in what we're doing or we actually want to... Uh, have this grow further yeah i'd say all that so yeah. it's used two days a week and uh, it sits at our office not doing anything the rest of the week and the the dream is for that thing to be used every day yeah. and uh, it's it's initially it's a come and see just come visit just come by just show up spend 10 minutes see what we're doing or come volunteer for a day or come for an hour or get your own group together or however you want to do it but the, the dream is to have this thing being out and being used all the time all the time yeah, yeah. um so and whether that's at Lord of the Streets or another location elsewhere, yeah, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be Lord of the Streets. We just want it to be used. Right. I, I think it, it it takes time, just like it took us from April to July to get volunteers who will say, well, I'll drive because everybody can't drive a trailer and back one up and pull it. So I had to get drivers, you know. So it takes time. And uh, I know the Catholic Church called and said, uh, I met – we have a volunteer who's from the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. and he's a good friend with Joe Rohr. So they yeah. come the first Tuesday of the month. I get Joe and Roger, and Roger talked to somebody, and I went over there and, and gave him information. And that was months ago, and then all of a sudden, a lady showed up and helped us fold clothes, and then she got COVID. So she's still going to go on a Tuesday, mm -hmm. and then she's going to try to propose it. So I'm just being patient to hope that maybe they take a day. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that they come and help or – Go through your closets. Yeah. That's very helpful, too. Yeah. And I, I much more appreciate my nice warm bath to think about that they don't have a warm place. They don't have a place to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And many businesses will not let them in, especially if they're just coming in for that. Mm -hmm. And that they don't have a place, you know. They told me, what did you do before this? Oh, well, we would watch till someone went to work and use their water hose. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, they can't strip off and <laughs> with mm -hmm. the water hose, but wash down what they could with the water hose mm -hmm. in warm weather. But then if they call the police, we spend the night in jail. Mm -hmm. Or they go to the bio, and that's a long way from where some of them sleep. Because mm -hmm. it's just to think you how many times you had to rush to get to the bathroom, and they don't have one. Mm -hmm. So they, they get 
in trouble from hiding somewhere to yeah. go to the bathroom. So it just uh, so it's made you appreciate your yeah. your it's all of us that how we take for granted our warm beds and our mm -hmm. our heaters and our air conditioners and our bathrooms. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my second one is uh, like the financial cost of it. Like I'm thinking, what if the kids that he grows up just to make it on in Houston, but we can find him somewhere in Clear Lake, you know? But you need the police officers, so you need to pay the police officers, police officers right? So is that the the, the police officers? I mean, that's you know they're at Lord of the Streets anyways. So they got okay. 400 people coming through there, mm -hmm. so they assign some of those folks to us. Um, it's great to have security. Things do happen. Like I said, these are these are drug addict, alcoholic, mentally ill, some combination of all those, and um, it, it, it's a reality. Um, we don't have a whole lot of problems. We have, and um, you know, I think we we've tried to you know take it to some other places without security. We've never had an issue. We thought, hey, let's go to Galveston one time, and that really they're too far spread out over there to really do much good down there. But um, you know, I, I don't know. That's really it's a nice to have. It's not a nice place to stay in Texas. Well, I'm just thinking like <laughs> there are churches and like that bridge, like El Dorado. I mean, you see people there all the time. How cool would it be if we could go watch something in the western area mm -hmm. for you know, even on like a Saturday? Yeah, I, I, I would watch that stuff all the time. Um, well, the thing is, what we see happening is like your mind is churning on this, and this is one thing that I would encourage you, churches, like. Hey, look, this could be something that you go, man, that really appeals to me. You could be sitting there going like that. I have, that, that has no appeal to me. Listen, we're all different <laughs> and the Lord is going to call us differently. So if it appeals to you, lean into that. And if it doesn't, don't think that this was a waste of time and all those kinds of things. Go, hey, I, I know it didn't appeal to me. I have other things that I'm drawn to, but I'm going to pray for those people who it will appeal to. I'm going to encourage them in that and um and, and so i would encourage y'all that way if your if your wheels are already turning a little bit your heart's kind of pumping and you're going man I, some of these things i can do maybe i can't go down there on a tuesday but maybe i could go help sort some clothes on a monday afternoon for a couple hours uh janet wouldn't say i'm sorry please we <laughs> no, don't need you right come on in. right um she would say come on in maybe you go man man I've been trying to get rid of a bunch of clothes in my closet and you did the thing that I do. I, for two weeks, I've had a bag of clothes in the back of my wife's car because I said, I'm going to drop those off at Shepherd's Nook and I haven't done it yet. And so now I know I can take them over to um, Fringe Church and drop them off there. Put them on the bench that's right outside the gym doors. I'll, I'll do that in six months. That will be done. Uh, it will be accomplished. Uh, I'm going to say a little bit about funding. At first we were taking donations, especially that men's underwear, like, like he said, they had a source where we uh, have tried online and the best we're really finding for our money is uh, at Walmart. They have a bag with 10, it's, but it's 28.95. So that mm -hmm. makes them about $3 a piece. Mm -hmm. And they don't like whitey tidies. They want boxer briefs. Mm -hmm. Now and then some of them would look, you would think that if you had nothing that you wouldn't be particular. They won't wear them. They won't wear them. Mm -hmm. They'll just go without, one of them told me. Okay. Fine. So we don't buy whitey tidies. We get them donated sometimes. We wash them in hot water. If they come clean, we, we send them back out. Mm -hmm. And um, and they're fine with that. They're fine with uh, that they're clean. Right. You know. But we were taking donations. People would donations of cash. Mm -hmm. And um, 
a real, I don't know, haven't shared with Chad and Joel yet, but our church made a budget after a year and a half mm-hmm. of shower ministry. It's got $1,200 for the year, so that's 100 a month mm-hmm. that I have that I can buy underwear. Not to, you know, that's not enough, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a lot of other things. We buy toilet paper from the trailer. We buy uh, soap to go in the dispensers, mm-hmm. so we don't give them There was that soap. time also you knocked off the air conditioner. Remember when you did that? Yeah, I didn't get donations for that. I took that personal. <laughs> well, there was this low spot. He would have to tell hey, Yeah, me. I know. Joel, you're... We did it two weeks later. We're still glad. <laughs> <laughs> because it was Dan, I was not going to say that. They went through Whataburger and forgot they had the trailer. I went through the cemetery and forgot there's an arch. <laughs> the Friends Cemetery. Yeah. I knocked off the sign, too. Oh. Yeah. Yes. They, put it, they put it two feet higher in case I forget it. <laughs> So it isn't easy. Then we had a blowout. Uh, Ronnie Brown was driving, and the tire just blew out, and it blew the fender, ripped it off, threw it on the road, put Ronnie on the ground. Yeah. Then the freezer, the, the freeze this last time uh, broke our tankless water heater. Uh-huh. So there's lots of expenses and lots of different financial pieces. Yeah, that come up, up yeah. along the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good to know, too, So because that could be something that, as a church, we say, hey, you know, we have a mission budget and we can, you know, um, prayerfully consider supporting that way as well, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, thank y'all for sharing all of this. Um, you know, <clears throat> a couple of things, just as I'm kind of working through all this and, and hearing y'all's story, uh, you know, one thing that I think is, it sounds like work, so let me ask y'all, uh, does the cost-benefit analysis work out for y'all? How does it impact you personally or people that you know in, your, in the ministry who's been uh, part, participating with it? Um, has you, have, has, yeah, that's how I put it. How has it impacted you? Uh, would you say it's worth the investment that you've put into it? Yeah, for me it is. Um, I, I just love to serve. Mm-hmm. And whatever that opportunity looks like, I, I, I was born to serve. Uh, we've had a lot of folks that are, they come and see and they don't come back. <laughs> and we have just a ton of those. And that's, that's good. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, go do something else, serve some, some other capacity. But um, like I said, we like to do a come and see. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and for me, it's just, it's a, it's a joy of a lifetime to, to serve those folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, 99% of the time, it, it's very joyful. They're very thankful. They, they want to know your name. And we're always asking them their name and, they want hugs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's hard. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. go ahead and do it mm-hmm. because their clothes are really dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I got Jack to help me because this guy needed help with his belt. The poor guy could barely walk and his pants were soiled. Mm-hmm. And I went, Jack. <laughs> so Jack worked the belt and I held up the soiled pants mm-hmm. at, from the back because he was losing them and he couldn't hold them. And, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it, it, sometimes that's a little bit hard, but you feel like, man. We saw him the next week, and his pants were up, and yeah. he had a belt. Yeah. So we bought some kits. You can't find them under belts on Amazon. You find them under luggage straps, and they have buckles. They look like a, like a life preserver uh-huh. buckle. Yeah. And so we make belts because we don't get enough men's belts, and the cheapest we can find are like 9 bucks. Yeah. So 7 to 9 bucks a piece. And, again, the money yeah. you know, makes a difference. But. It's very rewarding, and uh, there's some of the regulars. As soon as I pull up, uh, I'm one of the drivers, and if I'm driving and back, you got on the ramp to 
tell us that. Way to go, Sunday. You know, and uh, yeah. So. Uh, so you didn't go to bed that night that you had to hold up that. Gentleman. No, I went home and took me. No, no, I'm saying you didn't. You didn't lay in your bed that night and say, "I'm never doing that." Oh again. no, no. Right, oh, no. Macaulay, you, you were talking about kingdom living, and yeah. um, when you're serving that way, it, it's your opportunity to to live in the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. for those moments. And uh, the more you serve, the more opportunity you have to to live in the kingdom. Um, that's what it takes, and that's that's what it is for me. It's yeah. to to live in the kingdom for those for those hours. That's really beautifully stated. Thank you for sharing that. The last thing I want to share is the reason that we're only there till about eleven. We're there a little longer than because they say they get more showers, but it's really less. <laughs> <laughs> is the tank can only hold so much. Okay. So yeah. if we had a dump site there, mm-hmm. we could do showers all day, but we don't. So we have to drive back with that black water tank mm-hmm. full and dump it when we get back so that's why we're limited to if we you know figure out it's about 48 is the very most you can do yeah because like i don't know if the trailer would make it back but (laughs) yeah and it gets full so that's why we're limited but it's nice because then we can come back and eat and go back to work Yeah. yeah um so here's what we're looking at church and I want to say thank y'all so much for sharing with us it was our pleasure. Uh, this morning. Uh, so what we're looking at church is this: is okay, is the Lord? Do you have like a draw? Is there? Is do you hear Jesus say, "Come join in this work that I'm already doing"? Um, lean into that, and then as we think about that, you know, if that is you, here's what we what we've decided as a church is: hey, we're not going to pursue an initiative as a church unless it's championed from our congregation. Right. So um, so if that's you, we need to know that that's you. So you could talk to me and you could say, I'm going like, like I have an I, I have a, a desire to at least participate. And then we can start taking those steps together. But we want to see if, do we have volunteers that would just participate with these teams either on Tuesday or Thursday or maybe Monday, uh, maybe uh, in an ambassador role, as Brittany was talking about, somebody who would create some kind of social media so that there could be some engagement with this on a broader uh, spectrum. Um, maybe you go, hey, I want to actually see about what this looks like for the potential of us, Friends of Baptist Church, taking w- that Wednesday spot or that Monday spot. So then it would be that, hey, the trailer is not just used two days a week, it's used three days a week. And so this is what I want us to be prayerfully considering. And um, and, uh, and and that's how we'll, we'll, we'll put this out there. And again, when we do this, you know, there's a need. Uh, there is work that's involved. Uh, there is sorrow that's involved. There's also joy that's involved. There's blessing that's involved. There's hardness that's involved. But what we want to be listening for is Jesus drawing us to something, um, calling us to follow him, uh, not from a negative place, but from a positive place. Um, hey, Again, I want to say thank y'all very much for uh, being with us today. Um, can y'all say thank you to them for uh, being with us today? And not only thank you for being with us, thank you for serving uh, in this capacity, for sure. Hey, thank you, brother. Um, get these things out of the way. In case those singers come up, we would hate for this to be in their way.
think as we go, it would be necessary for us to consider what we read in Philippians the other day and what Joel said. Uh, For those moments, I think it's beautifully stated, for those moments of time, you get to experience the kingdom. Come, everybody who is thirsty, and drink freely. What do thirsty people look like? Well, they look like you and me, don't they? Dashing, charming. What do needy people look like? You know, we talk about love here all the time, and it's, and it's this, we're not just called to love those who are easy to love, Love those that make sense for us to love. Jesus says that's like there's nothing special in that. He said like the love that we're called to give is that love that that is hard because they don't look like me. They don't smell like me. Uh, they, They don't have the same political ideologies as me. They don't have the same work ethic as me. They don't have the same values that I value. I was listening to a, uh, a professor this week who was talking about the book of Acts, and he says, you know, we look at the book of Acts and, and we understand that the, that, the, that the gospel is going out, and he said, but you really need to look at it as like that the Spirit is drawing people together who otherwise would not be together. He's expanding the kingdom. And, and that's something that they had to work out logically and practically and theologically, and we see that throughout the New Testament. But last week we said this, we said, listen, one of the things that we, uh, what, what we want to rejoice in is that we are living as citizens of the kingdom and to uh, really thank you for this again, Joel. But to pick up on that, I would go back to our Philippians 2, beginning verse 27, and probably I'm going to read this out of the NLT this morning. I just, I like it. Uh, Philippians 1, 27, I said 2, 27, but that was wrong. Philippians 1, 27 through 30, Paul says, Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Paul says, Then, if you're doing this, whether I come and see you again, or I only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together in one, uh, with one spirit and one purpose and that you're fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. And then he says, hey, listen, don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. Listen, if you stand courageously and in the face of hardness, in the face of enemies, this will be a sign to them that they are actually the ones to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God yourself. And Paul says, don't, don't forget you've been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. And then he says to his dear brothers and sisters, hey, listen, we're in this struggle together. Hey, Janet, we're in this struggle together. Joel, we're in this struggle together. Mandy, we're in this struggle together. Uh, Paul says, 
Uh, you have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I'm still in the midst of it. Uh, this is a struggle, this work. Uh, we want to see how we can be in the struggle together with them. Um, and we can joyfully do this because in those moments, we will go, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom come to bear on earth is people crossing cultural, ideological, geographical bounds to be united in Christ in the faith of the gospel. Man alive. Thank you for that. Thank you all for sharing. Let's do this. Let's bow our heads. Close our eyes. Let's listen for that voice. I'm going to give you a few moments to listen. And then I'm going to pray over us.